Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hey, I'm Chris Reid, CEO of Near Metals, and I'm joined today by Jeremy McManus, our General Manager of Commercial and Investor Relations. Near Metals is a project developer based in Australia. We are developing projects uh, in the minerals and materials required for a sustainable future. We have a number of projects in the supply chain for lithium ion batteries for the EV and energy storage sectors. Um, we have projects uh, from recycling materials recovery uh, through to the production of the upstream mineral concentrates. Well, thank, thanks, Chris. And uh, hello, Jeremy. Good to see you guys again. Um, thought I'd check in with you guys because there's been a lot of press releases uh, thrown out over the past, well, I think we saw you in the middle of May, the past six weeks or so. So b- busy times. What, what's happening? It feels like you're sort of tidying things up a bit. Yeah, not, not necessarily intentionally tidying things up but we've certainly been been busy and uh you know part of that is with i think we've always said that once our projects get mature enough and they can stand on their own two feet there's there's no reason they shouldn't to the extent it's good for our shareholders so look at a really high level i think the last time we spoke you know we talked about some nickel results where we had you know palladium in our nickel concentrates and we also had some cost numbers so that was back in may since then we have done uh, a dip. So we start with battery recycling. We did, did did a deal on the recycling with a Canadian company called Stelco, an MOU towards a JV on on recycling batteries, end of life batteries specifically. And we've also announced very recently that we've started off the commissioning of our showcase demonstration facility in Germany. So that's what we've done on the recycling front on our nickel exploration ground further to those palladium results we announced our intention to spin out that project into a, a dedicated asx listed vehicle and we've also put out a big raft of of resource updates for the in, you know a lot of the individual deposits that comprise the mount edwards project uh, and also our lithium hydroxide project i nearly forgot but it's not insignificant we we sold or disposed of our offtake rights from the Mount Marion mine, and we did that in, in exchange for 30 million Australian dollars. So there's no question. It, in effect, we have cleaned things up a little bit. The story's become simpler, and there's now more projects that are oriented towards materials recovery and ESG and sustainability for sure. So, Chris, um, Mount Marion. $30 million uh, in the bank now. Did, why did you do that? Did, did you need the cash? So, look, you know, we had we had offtake rights for Mount Marion um, and that was, you know, what we considered part of the baseload feed for looking at downstream. We could only use our offtake rights to downstream as principal. We couldn't trade the spodumene concentrates. So we had to really use it in use. And so we had a we had a look at that. And then, you know, but when we were studying building a 25,000 tonne plant in, to, in India, uh, and we found that, you know, we needed to supplement that feed to, to fill a plant. We could produce about seven and a half, eight thousand tonnes of, of uh, lithium chemicals, but we needed to find enough feedstocks to get the rest. And obviously the, the lithium market has changed. The, the spodumene market's gone from 375 up to 650. 
So there's just not that availability and it's very, very tight. And, uh, you know, we, we received a, a, an offer from our partners, the only people that could buy it, which are our former partners. And um, it was, uh, you know, we, we negotiated and we achieved what we think is a, a very, very good outcome. So, you know, that, that adds to the total that we've made out of Mount Marion and it's, it's a pretty handy uh, amount. You know, we've got, as Jeremy said, you know, we've, we've na that narrows our focus um, by, you know, we've, we've put the, the downstreaming ambitions on, on, on hold, you know, holding pattern at the moment. Um, we have also, so if you're looking at, at, at sort of the, the strategic priorities for near metals going forward, we put out, since we last chatted, the, the class four OPEX and CAPEX for the lithium battery recycling project. And it's, it's very, very economic. And what's more important, it is very, very scalable uh, uh, to larger sizes. And we're studying both the 200 and the 20,000 tonne options. And we've now done that MOU with Stelco and we can look at multiple plants. So it's not like a one-off mine. We're now looking at replicating hub and spokes in, in North America, you know, we've got an, an MOU with a Tochu. We're looking at doing our own plan originally uh, in Germany. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're very cognizant that the way the market's going, we're going to have to build a hub and spoke operation uh, in continental Europe. So that's a business where you can build lots of plants and bigger plants uh, with fantastic economics. So that's got to be a priority, right? You know, that, that whole battery recycling, nickel is a major product followed by cobalt, cobalt followed by lithium. And if we just look at how competitive it is, uh, it would be the lowest cost nickel producer in the world. Okay. okay. So you've got to scale that up. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I'm, I'm kind of really interested in the in the the decision making at you know board level. You know where you're, you're having these conversations yeah. about. Do, okay, lithium's gone up in price, doubled. The numbers you mentioned there doubled, but you know the forecast yeah. suggests it's going to you know it's going to double again. There's 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 not enough lithium around. So people like Jack Lifton out there. Why does it make sense to cash in now at this price? versus just sitting sitting on that because someone will buy it for a lot more further down the line surely um well no when you say someone you can you can only we can only sell it to our former partners right so if they're not wanting to buy it i can't sell it to a third party so there's a very unique set of circumstances that eventuated and so we have to sit down there and 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 take a, a view on what it's worth Right. In, in use. But, you know, you would have to, we would have had to have spent, hundred, you know, our share of hundreds of millions of dollars to build a lithium converting plant in India. Okay, I hear so, you. So, I mean, we go through disciplined evaluation and disciplined capital management. So, you know, I've got, a, we're, we're limited by time, limited by money. Uh, look, fortunately, we've got very, very good people. We've got a, and we've got a fantastic balance sheet, right, to, to prosecute our projects. But we've got to prioritise them. You've got to have a common set of filters and, 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 and a procedure to run through. And so, you know, we, we use a very disciplined risk reward uh, sort of matrix. And, and so, you know, the, the nickel asset for one, and, and we're going to demerge that and return that back. It is getting hidden. We are not getting value for it, but because it sits behind the battery recycling, it sits behind the vanadium recovery project. It sits behind Barambi. So, you know, you've got lowest nickel cost, lowest cost nickel producer from battery recycling, lowest carbon footprint. The vanadium project is highest purity vanadium, lowest quartile cost in the world, lowest carbon footprint. Barambi, you've got the second highest grade hard rock 
titanium vanadium deposit in the world in a market where Rio's just mothballed the biggest uh, individual titanium contributor to the world supply. And China is transitioning from sulfate pigment to chloride pigment. We're running out. Prices have doubled, right, in the last year. So behind that embarrassment of riches, you've got a nickel project that is, you know, we're going to return that back to the shareholders and give them the opportunity. It's their asset. So we're just giving it back to them. We think we can't give it the best value sitting in near metals. We can give it its own identity. We've got a, a board and a management team that can prosecute the plan that we take to shareholders in the in the entitlement. So they'll get for every X number of near metal shares, they'll get a free share in Widgie Nickel. They'll get the opportunity to maintain that relative equity position in subscribing for new ones, or they don't. It's totally up to them. Um, and but you know we've got 160,000 nickel metal tons in 11 nickel sulfide deposits 50 kilometers from bhp's nickel concentrator that has excess capacity lots of excess capacity that we could potentially feed into over time we're very very confident about the ev thematic what's going to happen to nickel we think it's probably a little tail ended towards the uh, middle of the decade and that gives it the business a couple of years to do the hard work to get this ready we've done the hard work for barambi in the in the in, when the market's been soft and so, you know, it's got a mining proposal. It's got ministerial approval to do the construction plant. We're doing the trial mining. We're sending it to China. We're trying to get an offtake and a build and operate just like we did at Mount Marion and give that a life too. So, but the least developed one, even though it's advanced, is the nickel project. So it, it will, and, and it, it'll be attractively priced on a peer metric basis. Uh, it, will, it will be successful. Well, this, this one I'm trying to get at, Chris, is as an investor looking in here, and I use the phrase, I, I you know, I think with Jeremy at the beginning, which is like it's been doing a little bit of tidying up, because, you know, your phrase was embarrassment of riches, but it was also there was a lot of moving parts, and I think that you know, for the yep. to the story, and I think that was you know part of the problem that you know, people didn't quite know where to, where to look, and I and, and I sense now, and if I look at the share price, doubled since the beginning of the year, people are starting to understand this, so the. Okay, I get the valuation, Matt Marion, it makes sense, 30 million bucks in the bank now, good, good deal. You feel that's a good deal, right? You spend some time thinking about that. Um, spinning out yeah. of um, uh, Edwards, the Widgie project, there's a good deal for, for shareholders, but also it, it's just kind of taking a few things off the, off the table so people can get a little bit focused. And that's that's what I yeah. noticed when I was looking in all of these press releases. And I, you know, I think it's a good thing I really do think it's a, a good thing. Yeah. So you uh, go down from five projects to three, and we ramp up the expenditure. Absolutely. On these because we these projects are in the final stages. So the 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 battery recycling uh, business with SMS called Primobius GmbH. We, as Jeremy said, we're just commissioning the demonstration plant now. We'll run the demonstration trials, finish those uh, at the end of September, put out the class three or feasibility study level opex and capex finalize a feasibility decision. And on, at this stage, we're looking to finish that in the March quarter and consider an FID on or around the end of March, 2022. The uh, lithium, uh, sorry, the vanadium recovery project. We are currently running the pilot plant. Uh, that's in excess of halfway through. We will then move straight into the class three engineering cost study. That'll be finished 30 June. Fantastic economics that we put out, you know, a couple of months ago. 
And uh, that so the class three study finished 30 June 2022 with an FID December 2022. So, you know, your two big materials, recovery and recycling projects, lowest carbon footprint for, for the battery materials, the vanadium will be a negative carbon footprint at this, at this juncture. Uh, battery grade cathode materials uh, for precursors, you know, being produced, uh, very environmentally friendly, pro, you know, um, flow sheets, you know, the, the battery flow sheet, um, you know, there's no NOx into the atmosphere, you know, any water will be RO drinkable. Uh, and, you know, our biggest tailings is ammonium sulfate fertiliser. In the vanadium project, we're capturing CO2 from emissions. We're leaching in a carbonic acid. And the tailings is an inert carbon material that we're looking to, to, to put into uh, building products, right? So, I mean, if you can find two projects that tick as many real ESG boxes, please tell me so I can invest in them. Right. And then the third focus is a traditional mineral project, right? That we're we're good at. And uh, you know, it's it's the world's second highest grade hard rock titanium vanadium project. And we're looking to make a you know a simple truck and shovel operation, uh, multi-stage crushing through spirals to produce a gravity concentrate, truck that to Geraldton, export that to China, and the Chinese will buy it and smelt it and produce titanium slag and an iron vanadium slag. That's it in a nutshell. It is, you know, and so, you know, in terms of reward, risk, the capital return, we've got a fantastic balance sheet. Um, you know, we're looking to, uh, well, we've committed to listing on the AIM. That'll happen most likely in October. It would be would be my most likely timing. Uh, and, you know, that's that our, our sort of centre of operations is uh, is Germany for the battery recycling and then North America next, but uh, Finland for the vanadium recovery project. So, you know, we, we, we need to be uh, to, to tap into those equity and debt providers that are of the green tinge uh, in, in Europe. And so hence why we're doing a, a, a compliance listing on AIM. Okay, like it's, it's okay. It's, it's a much simpler story. Three moving parts now that you know are me- meaningfully advanced since when we, uh, you know, since the beginning of the year. Um, on just my, if you don't mind, with Mount Edwards, I know they're putting a prospectus out, and you're going to put a presentation out, and you're going to sort of, yep. you can tell people a little bit more about it. And please come on and tell us about it when 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 that happens. But can you tell me now? Is Neo Metals going to have any financial obligations to that demerged entity? No, well, we're putting, we're obviously putting money into it at the same price that the shareholders would be putting money into it to get it through that that listing process, um, you know. And we envisage that the entitlements issue to to raise the money will be underwritten. Um, but you know, we do live in a volatile world, and you know, we will be a backstop. It is a demerger of a near metals asset. We will not abandon it if the capital markets have a hiccup. But uh, you know, it's it's best chance of generating and realizing value for the shareholders is in a discrete nickel-focused business that can be compared amongst its peers and be well funded. And they and they'll, they'll basically, you know, they'll they'll do. I mean, you know, one of the beauties about that project is ten million tons 
uh, of nickel of nickel mineralization for 160,000 nickel metal tons. About two thirds of that's in the inferred category. So you have to go through and, and drill that out, infill and extend, right? So that'll grow and we'll get higher confidence. But the beauty of it is that 90% of the assays, the historic assays, and most of them Western mining, never assayed for anything other than nickel. No PGMs, no cobalt copper. Uh, in the databases. And so we'll be doing the infill drilling. Not only will we get nickel assays, we will get copper, cobalt, platinum, palladium, and gold. So, you know, what we have proven in multiple deposits now that they coexist within the nickel sulfide ore bodies and that they deport to the concentrate and they are recovered. And there's a positive correlation. The higher the nickel grade, the higher the PGM grades. I mean, it, it is just such a fantastic opportunity and you've got three or four you've got four historic mines right and and all of those historic mines have got remnant resources and they are part of the 11 deposits that we've got right so you know it's it's a fantastic camp unbelievable land holding 300 square kilometers all the resources are on granted mining leases um, these guys are just going to have a they're going to have a ball spending money drilling doing the test work there's just going to be so many multiple re-rating events as they, you know, add these other metals into the resources and prove that you can recover them and prove the economics and, and do the, you know, a pre-feasibility study and, and start doing the approvals and get ready to mine this thing. Because I can tell you, you know, that, that these deposits, they have been mined before and they will be mined again. Okay, well, like, come back on with the with the team and, and tell us a little bit about that when it, when it gets going. But here's perhaps the most important question, sure. question which is, uh, what, what's a Widgie? Uh, Widgie Malta is the town. Okay. Right. So we call it, it Widgie for short because it's very, very long. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a it's an Aboriginal word. I'm not so sure. I'm entirely up the curve on 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 what it means. It, well, it, it's uh, Some, something to do with an emu. Yeah, I think it is not because sure. the the, the logo sure. looks a bit like an emu. Right. Okay. It, it, it's or an it, emu's beak. Indian emu's big. Okay, right. Okay, well, yeah. there, there you go. I was, I was worried because I looked it up and it says uh, a witchy is a young woman from the 50s uh, with a penchant for American fashion and rock and roll music. I, I wasn't sure where you were going. And there'd be nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> you know, that would be, that would be, uh, I, I could accept that as a rationale. Either way, I'm just saying your, your web designers have got some options there. Um, brilliant, guys. Um, look, n- nice to catch up. Um, it sounds like, you know, you should come back on and tell us about, you know, with the, with the new team, with regards to what's happening at uh, Mount Edwards with Witchy. Uh, I'm particularly keen to, get, you know, get these updates with regards to the uh, demo plant. I know you're commissioning the demo plant now and give us an update on timings if, the, if that uh, is going to change at any point because things seem to be moving quite yeah. quickly in Europe. Yeah, so, I mean, look, the three things I'd leave you with is, you know, we're looking at FIDs for our first battery recycling plant in the first half of next year. All things going well, Barambi in the first half of the next year. And the vanadium recovery is the, the end of next year. So, you know, we, we 2022 is, uh, is going to be a watershed year for near metals. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast? or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.